the subject tonight will be dealing with uh, Second Chronicles, the second chapter, verses, verse uh, seven through uh, chapter seven, verse fourteen. If you would, let's look at that for me. That's going to be our base scripture, and we'll be coming back to that. Second Chronicles. The second chapter. If you have it, say man. Let's read it together. If my people, which are called... You have it? Second Chronicles 7, chapter, verse 14. If my people, which are called to humble themselves and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and will heal their land. Amen. This is, that's going to be the base scripture, but we'll actually be talking about revival. Um, believe it or not, when we deal with revival, it's actually, in my opinion, is self-maintaining your relationship with God. I'm so glad that I had the pastor that I had, and I'll sing his praises, not worship him, but because I can say that since he's been gone just about over 20 years or better, I have not had to call anybody when it comes down to the ministry or when it comes down to understanding God's word. That's why I'm so adamant now, and the more I think about what he taught me, I'm so adamant about passing it on to others. Just like Paul told Timothy, find faithful men or faithful women. And this is the, this is the key to uh, you maintaining your walk with God. If you don't ever clear up the bad places in your life, you will never be able to pick up year after year and move on with God. And, and, and think about it. If you never mow your yard, all kinds of stuff will grow in your yard. You'll have trees and things where it don't need to be. And you'll never be able to see beyond your front door. Uh, and it, it's like a maintenance that you have to pull on yourself. If you never fix the small things in your house, eventually those small things will become big things. For instance, if you get a water leak, a little drip, and you don't take care of that, it'll rotten out that whole floor. And I, I want you to know that 
I do understand that we're not perfect when you look at the word perfection. But what you are not, God can cause you to become. And everything that you see in you, God will help you get rid of it, but you've got to want to make that transformation. And a lot of times, it don't happen overnight. You may walk with God for some time, and then one day you're not bothered by whatever was bothering you. God has delivered you, and you didn't even realize that you were going through tests and trials, and God was pulling things out of you. So you're not going to get in the church and be up where a seasoned saint of God is being because you just got in church. You've got to go on unto perfection. Amen. And you got you can't run from your trials. Can't run from your tests. And you got to be able to look at the real you in order to to able be able to make it here. People that don't look at themselves, yeah, I can get a bad attitude. Yeah, but I don't want to live like that. Christ have come to set me free. And I want the freedom that God has for me so that I can draw others to Christ. And, and we, we forget uh, just because you talk a good game, but if you living in the toilet, something's is still stinking. Come on here, you know. That's why you don't never hear me telling you what I am not or how good I am because I know me. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. And the Bible tells you that. In my flesh there dwelleth no good thing. There ain't nothing good. You, you know, if you ever want to, to stumble, get mad. Oh, you, you get mad. And if you allow yourself to get mad and you dwell there for any period of time, every curse word, every fight, every tool you use while you was out there will come back to your vocabulary. You'll tell them, I, I got a knife and I know how to use it if that knife was your thing. I got a gun and I'll shoot you graveyard dead if that was your thing. Because your flesh going to fall back on where you were. And that's why uh, you don't put preachers, teachers, nobody on a pedestal. pedestal. Because they will disappoint you if you ever see them in their flesh. Even if your flesh, if you had a problem with lust, you cannot allow your flesh to dwell there. Uh, I, I know, I know we try to pretend like we never was there, but hey, uh, if you don't turn your head quick enough, it'll show you, show exactly what you're looking at. Amen. 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 Your mind still remember where you were. Amen. So you don't entertain where you were. And that's why I, I, I look at the church, this generation of church, and I, 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 I wonder 
what is it going to take for them to grab the word of God like it needs to be grabbed? Because some under the opinion that a sermon is just a sermon and Bible teaching is about just a Bible teaching. No, it's to change your life. It shows you where your life needs to change. And, and, and believe it or not, I don't know if you, I'm tired of preaching tough sermons, but I'm dealing with tough people. So I, I can't stop preaching what God gave me because you won't change. When the people change, the message changes. And not until the people change will God allow the message to change. And so by chance you've been in the church 15, 20 years, and I'm seem like I'm preaching the same thing. Well, change. So God will change the message. I told you uh, some time ago that God told me that I'm dealing with stubborn Stiff neck and stubborn people. These are people that are hard to change. But the people, uh, in my opinion, want me to change. No, you got to change because the message isn't coming from me. It's coming from above. And if the postman don't deliver to your house nothing but bills, stop making the bills. He won't deliver bills if you don't make the bills in your name because your address is attached to your name. So we as a people, and, 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 and this one thing I want you to get, what I'm trying to teach you here will take you from now on to eternity. Not because it's deep but if you get it in here and in here and put this to work in your life, and when you find yourself getting off, you correct it. Right. Amen. Don't blame, don't, don't blame nobody else. We got to stop this blame game because that's how the devil is keeping the power. If I would allow myself to get mad at you and blame you, I can't heal the relationship between me and you. You got to heal it. But if I do it, uh, maybe it was me an off night. And I thought something that wasn't right. And I said, Lord, forgive me from what I thought that I saw or I heard or I perceived. You see what I'm saying? Uh, because we do get off. You don't read folks right all the time. No, you don't. I know you think ain't nobody got it going on like you but you, but no, you don't. And what we assume and we cause a problem, the Bible says if you think your brother got an order against you, leave your gifts at the altar and go to your brother or sister, you ain't even got a right to pray. God ain't going to hear you. God don't hear you over no mess. So there has to be a repentance thing. Are you going through the motion and you will not be delivered? 
You will not be healed. You sealed your faith. And the devil wrecked havoc on your life. And it doesn't have to be for a child of God. Don't have to be. If you just repent. And see, we, 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 we have a tendency to think repentance is a dirty word. It's not a dirty word. That is the most uh, 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 powerful word in the life of a child of God. It allows you to be clean. It allows you to be clean. If you can't do it, you're going to be in a bad shape. And you won't be saved. Amen. Amen. And so we got to watch ourselves. You got you to gotta watch yourself and I got to watch myself. So uh, I'm going to give you some words and I'm not going to, I didn't look it up purposely in the, you have to get the tape because I can't spend a whole lot of time on I didn't look it up purposely in the English because you're going to have to do something if you want to be saved. All right? I looked it up in the Greek, and I'll give you the Greek number behind it. And these words are coming from 2 Chronicles, the 7th chapter, the verses 14. And the word is people. Uh, in the Greek, it means folks. The number is 5971. It means folks. And the next word is called. The number in the Greek is 3665. Likeness or in like manner. The next word is name. The number in the Greek is 8034. A name, authority, caused. A name, authority, caused. Then you have humble. 3665. It's to make low, poor, afflicted, meek. The next one is pray. 6419. Intervene or interpose. Then the next one is seek. 1245. Clean thoroughly. The next one is face. 6440. The face. Seek the face. Tell us, seek the face of God. There are a whole lot of faces out there, but you got to seek the face of God. Yes, ma'am. That it tells you what it means in the Greek. If you have a, I'm one, one day I'm going to bring my Greek concordance and then I'm going to show you all the way that uh, we were taught how to look up words in the Hebrew and Greek so that you get a proper understanding of the Greek word that was translated to the English word. This is, uh, and I can't pronounce a lot of Hebrew and Greek 
But these numbers, if you look these numbers up, it's going to give you the same definition that I got so that you'll be better under, able to understand what the word is that they use to translate. No, I'm not telling you that. Uh, right now, all you need is your Bible. If you want to do a, maybe an in-depth study later on, we can do that. I can show you how to do that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, they have it online. If you look, yes, and, and yes. It, And see, the thing about it, the book, the book now will tell you which word that it's talking about because it'll give you this number reference to the particular scripture so you won't get, because a lot of words have many meanings and many numbers. You've got to know the number that you're looking for to get the proper interpretation from the text. And that's why I'm giving you the number. That way you can go back and research what I'm telling you. If you want to get the get what I've got, I'm, this it, the numbering system is that for the Greek text. Or if you got an interlinear Bible, you can find it. But I've made a shortcut for you because I pulled the word the numbers out and giving you the definition. And so now, if you choose to, you can go to the English and look up what it says, folks, and do a deeper study. It's not the original translation. And so you find, and, and, and that's why you, you when, I, when I say, for instance, seek, cleanse thoroughly, that don't make sense. But that's a Greek definition for the word that was used. Okay? So you'll get a better understanding of what God was actually saying. Because we speak what? English. Alright? Now, the, and while we're off and we're talking about that, there are a lot of words that was not was not able to be able to transfer over. And so we don't have the proper, the whole understanding of the text. So, but the Bible is true. We know in part, we prophesy in part, when all the part is done away with, Jesus is going to be right here. Okay? So it was, we got, we cleared that for you? All right. Uh, I think we're at face turn now. Turn. That's 7725. To turn back or to return. 7725. That's turn. 
wicked, 7451, adversary. Yes, ma'am. Now, don't forget you got the tape, man. Now, remember now, if this going to make this, you'll make it in longer. <laughs> but I, I ain't got no problem if you ain't got no problem. Just don't be looking at me about time. Here, 80, 85 means two here. Heaven, 80, 64. That means the sky. Forgiveness. Five, five, four, five. And anointing unction. Forgiveness. Sin, 24-04, sinful thing, Seven four ninety five. heal, to heal. Land, seven, seven, six, earth or land. Now those are some key words in that verse. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now, the, the problem, a lot of problem, whether you realize it or not, the earth is being affected by the sin that man is committing on it. And you can't expect the earth to produce, the earth to protect us, the earth to provide for us, because sin has become so Increase, Amen. And, and 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 we call because sin is increasing, cause the land to mourn. Land want God to get it off, get them off of me. I can't produce because the innocent blood is shed. The sin that is constantly going. Remember what God did. He took. The land of the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Moabites, took all their land and gave it to the nation of Israel because sinners was on the land. Sinners was on the land. If you ever want, why God does some of the things that He does? Because if God don't judge us and discipline us, we will be like a spoiled child and run rapid. Mm -hmm. 
folk that never corrected their babies from hitting at them and cursing at them. And spit, when they become teenagers, you got a mess on your hand. You got a mess on your hand because you never stop them from hitting you. You never stop them from cursing at you. You never got stop them from talking back. You can't stop them. You can't bend the sapling when it's grown. Can't do it. You can't do it. So, we're going to learn while we put these things in context we're going to learn a truth tonight and and I hope you, you can take this but if you can't I pray that one day you grow up that wherever you are in your stage in life and your walk with God it's got to be based on truth this can't be based on feeling. Because your flesh ain't going to never make you ready to hear the word of God. Never. If we follow God's plan, then we will receive God's promise. And this is what you need to keep in mind. If you want God's blessing, you've got to follow God's plan. God ain't blessing these folks that's Say they're Christian and live like sinners. Don't you ever believe that. That's totally against God's word. God ain't never went against his own word. What would God look like blessing a sinner and cursing a saint? God don't do that. They're telling you one thing and doing something else. And so you have to watch it. Now, devil got money. Devil got prestige. You've heard some of the stuff that I've heard. In order to make it in Hollywood town, you got to be able to do what wicked folks do. And you got to be able to keep the secrets that wicked folks keep. And you got, in order to be able to move up, you got to be able to do some stuff. Amen. And to prove that, all of you that, that ever inspired to be a, a Muslim or a Mason, not a Muslim, but an a, a, a Eastern star or a Mason, there are some things you had to do and you couldn't tell nobody what you did. We grapple with the section that God, with sections of God's word. Let us keep the context in mind so that we may interpret that we interpret and apply it accurately. And, and this is where we should be. Let us rightly divide the word of truth. And you should not want any less or any more, and you should expect that from every preacher. And if they won't answer questions, you need to step back. Amen. The, the, the second book of Chronicles recorded the construction of the temple under the direction of King Solomon. This is in chapter 6. Solomon kneeled, spread his hands toward heaven, and broke out into an amazing 
prayer of benediction. Now, if you over here and you don't think prayer is of an essence, and you don't think prayer is going to be what you need to, to stay. Now, think about this. The tool you use to get in here got to be the tool you use to stay. In order to get the Holy Ghost, you had to pray a genuine prayer and you had to get all the junk out of your life in order to get the Holy Ghost. Anybody in here that got the Holy Ghost and didn't do it, you didn't get the real Holy Ghost. And just about everybody in here that I witnessed got the Holy Ghost. It was a battle that didn't happen overnight. When you got it, you should appreciate you got it because God didn't give it to you right when you thought you ought to have it. Amen. You didn't clean yourself. God cleans you. And he didn't give you stammering lips in another tongue when you thought you ought to have it. He didn't give it to you when you was hiding some stuff that you knew was there and tried somebody to ask you and you, I don't know why I didn't get it. Stop lying. You know why, just like I know. Something was there that you didn't get rid of and God wanted. Man, so that had to be some kind of prayer. Can you imagine fire coming down from heaven and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. Can you imagine the, the, a sincere prayer and the, the, the evidence that God was well pleased till the smoke of God came down and filled the temple? I've seen that in my day. Where the saints got to rejoicing and God's glory filled the room like a haze of smoke. And I didn't have the problem with my eyes that I'm having now. Not only I saw it, but several other saints. But there was a whole lot of saints that didn't see it. You got to be right to see the glory of God. Amen. God don't show his glory to anybody. So you need to work on yourself and I need to work on myself so that we can see the glory of God. When you pray, I hope you want an answer. You and I shouldn't be going through the motion. If we're praying to God and God is on a high and God desires to answer the prayers of his people and if God don't answer our prayer you need to check your life and I, I know folks haven't told you that but you need to check your life and if God tell you something you can't make it happen you gotta wait until God make it happen amen So, you got to let God fill the temple. He is a, God is good. And his love's endure forever. And that's what he told Solomon. If God is good and his mercy or his love endures forever, 
Why are you struggling and trying to find out of God with your life? When did you leave God? Go back and get on where you got off. Amen. On where you got off. After offering the huge sacrifice. Now this was a massive. You need to check out that book. This was a massive offering that Solomon offered before the Lord. It took two weeks for this service to end. And ain't no telling how far they went into the night. And the people went back to their homes with joy. When did you leave? When did the last time you left the church overflowing with joy? That's not a good sign. Leave the church mad, grumbling, and disappointed. That's not a good sign. There is a sign that we have failed God. If it's you or me, we have failed God somewhere. We should be able to get the joy of the Lord because it is the strength of his people when we come to the house of God. Ain't no justification in that. You need to clean your life. If my people, that's if you my people. Now you know God. There's a possibility you ain't the people of God. He said, "If my people, you gotta find out who you serving." Well, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked way. Then. And only then, then and only then will I hear from heaven. I'm not, I'm not coming down to the earth. I'm going to hear you from heaven. And then will I forgive their sins and heal that. Look, look, saints of God. I don't know if you've noticed. One of the things, one of the tools God used when we as children of God start failing God, he hit our bank account because that's where our heart is. We got more of the love of money than the love of God. We got the more of the love of things then we got the love of God. When that check won't go all the way around to meet all our bills. There's a whole lot of things we should be looking at when our bodies are not doing what it's supposed to do. You need to look at your saved life and find out if you are the problem between you and God. And I'm here to tell you, God will tell you if you are. I don't know. You know, you don't want to know. You want to guess. Or you know and don't want to own up to it. Or you know and you don't want to repent. Now, can you imagine how many days you're going to let me step on your toe? 
and say I'm sorry. Look at how many days you think God going to let you get away with stepping on his toe and just keep saying you sorry. Sorrow don't last forever. It's for the present moment. Amen. If you're genuinely sorry, you know you we both in a four-by-four cuticle. And you got to pass by me and I got to pass by you. When I see you coming now, I'm going to draw up my feet. Now, you don't take up the whole room because I'm drawing up my feet. You still got something to do. Oh, we got to watch it, watch it, watch it. So in essence, the verse is calling for a revival. As far as I've been able to count, there are 16 revivals recorded in the scripture. 16. Five of the seven churches in Revelation. Let's go to Revelation 2nd chapter. Now, I want For those of you that think that repentance shouldn't be done. The second chapter. And I don't. I may make this a series because it's too much information to just jump off it. But I want you to get it. Amen. Let's just spend some time in the twelfth chapter, second chapter. Let's just try to read it all. And I'll try not to come in, but if I'm not successful, blame God. Unto the, you, you, are you there? Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, come on. Saith he this. He walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I, now wait a minute. I know your works. Woo, I'm tired. But what have you done for the Lord? I know what you've been working on. I know what your hands did while you was out there. And I know what your hands do while you're in here. You should not find yourself working more for the world than you do for God. Or it's going to be trouble when you see him. And in thy labor, patience, and how thou. Now, this is what we don't do. We don't try them folks to say that they're apostles. Oh, we just start calling them apostles. <laughs> apostles. And in our mind, we say apostles. And are not. Oh, we got a question. Come on. No. You gotta have they gotta have qualifications. Are they a husband of one wife? Have they been called and appointed by God? What gifts do they have? Do they got the gift of laying on the hand? Do they got the gift of healing? Do they have the gift of teaching? 
Do they have patience? They most of them got two folk. What churches have they started? What churches have they planted? What are the biblical teachings? Most of them teach you something contrary to what the true apostles taught. Jesus Christ and him only is to be worshipped. No, they want you to come and wipe their brow and pat them on the back and tell them how glorious they are. They can't be apostles because guess what? They're still in the glory of God. They got pride. They got a hearty spirit. You don't know who I am. You don't know who you are. Yes, ma'am. Works. That's right. They had, when you look at the apostles, they had gifts and those gifts manifest. And none of them had the big head. They told you about Jesus Christ, and when most of them you start worshiping, them, oh, stop, stop. You don't praise me. I'm just a man. And they tell them to praise Jesus Christ. Woo! It'd be like you coming here. Woo! Sammy Turner, this. Woo! Brother Sammy Turner, Brother Sammy Turner. Brother Sammy Turner. This ain't my kingdom. It ain't about me. I'm just a servant like you're supposed to be a servant. The servant is not greater than his Lord or his master. You need to remember that. If God would ever call you and ever pick you up and use you, don't you let nobody puff your head up because God will drop you. And he probably only won't use you no more since that time. Amen. And some of the things that once you go on with God and God manifests his presence in your life, sometimes his guilt, he use you one time and one thing and don't pick you up and use you like that no more. I've been using the prophetic anointing. I've been used as a prophet. I've been used as a teacher. I've been used as a church administrator. I've been used as a janitor. I've been used uh, as a yard mower. I've been used as a painter. Because God told me to do those things. And that's why I don't buy you sitting around if God ain't told you to do nothing, you ain't in the kingdom. God told me to paint the church. And I went, told the pastor, you know what he told me? I'll buy the paint. He bought the paint and I painted the church. Isn't that amazing? What was the glory in that? In the stroke. <laughs> God told me to clean the church. What was the glory in that? Cleaning the church? They tried to pay me money. Guess what? I gave it back. Because that wasn't God told what God told me to do. 
They sprayed me a little check out. I signed the check and put it back in the office. God told me to do that. Told me to mow the yard. Mow the yard. Told me to get up on Sunday morning, go down to the church, and have 6 a.m. prayer meeting. Where was the glory in that? God told me to do that. You know what happened? The devils was manifested in that. They got mad. I saw a spirit outside the church one morning when I was going in the church. And it was an old spirit. Then I understand the problem of the church. It was an old spirit that was hindering the move of God in that location. But prayer would put it at bay. Amen. Well, you're trying to go. I've already been with God. If you listen, I can help you while you're trying to go that way. God don't call you to do something that you can't do. And you got to know something about my pastor. My pastor wasn't, you couldn't pull the wool over his eye. And when he, and, and God told me to start a shut-in. And we did a shut-in. And I remember one night, and I think this was even before Monique and I got married. And we, God had touched her to pray for Mother B. And this may be even the first time she ever knew about it. In that shut-in, we called her name and prayed for her that God would, would save her. It didn't manifest so few days till we started a church. You can't put a time frame on what God is doing. You trying to make it all about today, but what about tomorrow, next year, next two years, next five years, next ten years? have a consistent life. What if would have happened if I'd have dropped out the race and wouldn't have held to, to my part of the bargain with God? And she might not be sitting in holiness today. You might not even be here. Your consistency it's very important. You might not understand the plan of God, but you've got to make sure you keep a straight line uh, of communication and life of living before God because God wants to help somebody through you, not because of you. You're a tool. Uh, you might be a rake, a fork, or a hoe. I'm talking about the kind you chop with. The tribe, the apostles, and found them that they had, they were not, and has found them what liars. Now, if you find out that somebody say they something they're not and they are lying, you don't supposed to keep dealing with them. It damaged your salvation. 
Come on. Now notice, they have labor. What are your works going to speak for you? You got to have some works to speak for you. You've been in the kingdom 5, 10, 15 years and ain't got no labor? And you tired? Can I say this? And if you get mad, heaven help you. At any given moment, some of y'all can come up missing and the church wouldn't miss you. That's not a good indictment. Would not miss you at all. Because you don't do nothing. Now the ones that do something, it create a hole that I have to come down and feel. Or stop doing what I'm doing to make sure it keeps going. You thought about that, have you? What are your labors? Don't think God gonna look over that. And some of us need to repent because we haven't done nothing for the kingdom. Since we've been here but paid time, but all you gave God a dime out of a dollar. Can, can I tell you what God showed me some, at some point? A few, most of the members was here when the church was pretty much, we had, we had a house almost full with the little pews that we had in here when we first got here. They left. God had sinners paying tithe. They covered up most of what more sent more in than what they were praying. You, you know, I, I used to keep the do the banking records, do the mowing of the yard, do the shopping for the church. I know how to do it all because I started it. It's labor. And that's what God is looking. What are you going to do if God calls you to be a pastor? What are you going to do if God calls you to start a ministry? What are you going to do if God calls you to be somebody's pastor and you can't be faithful? It's going to be a mess. On top of a mess. You gotta labor. You gotta be willing to work in the kingdom. I'm not talking about for me. I'm talking about for the Lord. Laboring had not fainted. You didn't stop. Isn't that amazing? You do you not know? I was talking to somebody before after church. Do you not know there are no excuses in the Bible for nobody? The apostles didn't have now. 
Jesus didn't have none. Jesus didn't even make any excuses for himself. He told Peter that you was going to, Peter was going to deny me. Peter said it wasn't so. But he did. Because the spirit, the the proof to you a few weeks ago, the, the scripture was already in Zechariah before he was born. What was going to happen? You smite the shepherd and the sheep was going to scatter. And every one of them did just that. In the prophecy for the New Testament church, either you're in or you're out. Never faint. Come on, verse 4. Let's deal there. That means you have turned from the one you love. You got your hand up for a question? You have turned away from God. You know, God knows when we, he love, we, we love him or not. And you know when you stop loving God. There was a time that people, places, and things would not come before God. But now they do. Well. It couldn't have happened before you got the Holy Ghost. Or if you did, would have, he wouldn't, you wouldn't have gave you the Holy Ghost. What changed? You changed. And you don't want to deal with the change that you saw because you based on, may have based it on what somebody else was doing. Well, if they can do it, I can do this and still be saved. No, you can't. If, if I'm not saved, don't you act like me. The Bible tells every child of God, mark the perfect man and behold the upright. That was Jesus Christ. He was, my meat is to do thy will, O Lord. over here for us to pick and choose what we're going to do for him. No, he didn't. And I told you before, God don't want your half-hearted service. God don't want your half, a half prayer, a half praise. He leave it right there in the air. He don't accept anything. He's not hard up. He's been praised day and night, night and day. You have left your first love. Now, God is talking to a church. If he's talking to a church, he's talking to everybody in the church. you got to make sure you don't let no thing or nobody cause you to leave your love for God. It is easier than what you think to happen. Can't wrap your emotions around folk. Who I just love. I just love. I love Sister Turner, so I'll drink a bath water. Oh, Lord. <laughs> she better hope God don't tell me to drink his. I'm going to please my wife. Not over God, I ain't. There was a whole lot of vacations we didn't go on. There was a whole lot of things we didn't do because the church came first. 
And there's a still a whole lot of stuff we don't do because church comes first. Amen. I'm not the 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 mark of Jesus is. And I gotta try to reach up and be like him. You remember since you say to be like Jesus on earth I long to be like him. We need to trash this junk these folks saying in this hour and go back to say to be like Jesus on earth how I long to be like him. Meek, humble, and holy. Folks just making a dollar now. They ain't singing to be saved. They're trying to get their career off the ground. God ain't sponsoring their program, and I ain't either. Come on, verse 5. Now look at that word. Remember where from whence thou hast fallen. You've got to watch you because you only know when you change. It'll manifest to us a whole lot later, but it'll manifest to you sooner than later. You know, the first thing, I ain't acting like I used to act. You know, every man in here know when they woman to change. And every woman knowing in here know when they want man to change. You ain't nothing like you used to be. What do you mean by that? Oh, you know, brother. You know, too, sister. You don't treat me like you used to. No, I got, I bet, I get, I, I, I get you some credit. We get used to one another. We stop, you know, we just get comfortable just, just hanging out and they, I'm not, you know, we're not going to devalue nobody, but. Sometimes we just get caught up in living and we get getting, start getting old and start getting worried about getting old, but we don't want to let them know we're worried about getting old. You still going to get old. I don't care how worried you get. And if, you, if they look in the mirror, their hair ain't still black, cold black. And they worried about getting old too. Amen. Remember where you have Have you ever thought about the joy that you had when you first got saved? Woo! The peace that you had when you first got What happened to you? Come on now. That's what he said. Remember from whence thou hast fallen. Remember how good you felt and didn't have nothing to help you. Yeah. That's why I, 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 I'm a little selective about what I let get in here. But some of them TV shows I don't watch. Some of the stuff, some songs I don't listen to. Because I don't want to get in here. As a man thinker, is, so is he. If you keep listening to down negative folk, and I got a lot of them on this new job I got, all you gonna think is down and negative because they done got in here. Right in there. And you gonna start acting it out because you are a product of your surroundings. Amen. So remember 
from Wednesday. Don't you know when you got first saved, that is your marker? 